Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Ministries of Remind NFM podcast. My name is Paul, your regular host on the show. On today's show, I would like to talk about Manchester United's victory over Nottingham Forest um, at the city ground in Nottingham last night in the Carabao Cup semi-final. In the game, we won three goals to nothing with goals coming from Marcus Rashford, Val Vegas, and Bruno Fernandes. So it was a great victory for us, my United fans. And with this victory, Manchester United is is as good as being in Wembley. Um, only a collapse of monumental proportions will, will make Nottingham Forest uh, turn the tables and you know eliminate Manchester United from the Carabao Cup. So great victory for Manchester United. We are in the we have one foot in the final at Wembley and we expect that um, Manchester United will complete the job at Old Trafford next week. Uh, next week Tuesday I believe. So a great performance from Manchester United overall. And um, before I proceed, I would like to mention that um, I've not done any podcasts um um in the, for the last three games the game against manchester city the game against uh, crystal palace and the game against arsenal those games i did not do a podcast for those um three games due to unforeseen circumstances and um I'm glad that I'm back and hopefully um, going forward there will be no more interruptions to the podcast's frequencies. I always, I always want to make podcasts after every game. Once in a while I may combine two games in one podcast um, but by and large my MO is to try and make podcasts after every match day. Um, but this last couple of games i've been unable to do podcasts so my sincere apologies to my listeners who were expecting podcasts but have not um when did not get any so hopefully this will not repeat itself anymore for the foreseeable future all right so before i proceed to talk about last night's game i would like to share my thoughts on those games briefly that i did not do a podcast on um, the first game against Manchester City, um, that was a, of course, that was a fantastic victory for us, my United fans. We won the game by two goals to one with goals from Bruno Fernandes and Marcus Rashford. Um, it was a good result for Manchester United, and you know, after Grealish scored uh, the first goal, uh, we, I'm sure most of us had thought, oh, here we go again at Old Trafford with Manchester City after all the hard work they go on to score a very big goal and they'll probably go on to win the game handsomely you know but we dug deep and we're able to grab an equalizer a fortuitous one uh, we have to say Um, of course that goal equalizer generated a lot of debates on social media and even in the mainstream media and opinion was divided on whether that goal should have stood or not. Okay, but the letter of the law was followed, and by the letter of the law, that goal should have stood. However, it was uh, a goal subject to 
um, is uh, a subjective interpretation of whether Michael um, Rashford's intervention or involvement in the goal impeded or interfered with um, Manchester City's players' ability to defend um, uh, defend that ball from getting to Bruno and you know and scoring or well that was the debate how whether Michael Rashford's involvement um, um, interfered with um, Ederson or Manuel Akonji who were trying to stop Mark, uh, Bruno from scoring you know so the opinion was divided and and I think that is why uh, there was a lot of debate because the referee's call was a subjective one. He, the referee, decides whether uh, the player in, had enough was involved so much that would prevent the defenders and goalkeeper from trying to save the goal. And at that point in time, they felt it was not the right call to make. So I mean, they felt that. Rashford, even though was in an outside position, did not touch the ball, which according to the letter of the law, he had to, to be considered offside. And so it's now up to the referee to decide whether Rashford was involved in the build-up um, that so much that it will prevent Akonji or Ederson from actually stopping Bruno from scoring. and the referee judged that Rashford did not do enough to um, prevent Akonji or Ederson from stopping that ball from going into the net. Anyway, um, that was the debate and I would say we were lucky to get that call, probably because we're at Old Trafford. If we were in the Etihad, uh, maybe we wouldn't have gotten that call in our favour. So. Um, I think we were lucky to get that call and I, I have to say um, Man United have been victims of harsh calls in the past if you guys remember last season against Middlesbrough in the FA Cup a blatant handball was not was not allowed because the player who handled the ball was not the one that scored the goal but it was a clear handball and, def- and it was in the 18 yard box for that matter so why is the referee not is why is VR not intervening even if the player who scored the goal did not was not the one that actually handled the ball? So these are the issues. Uh, Marcus Rashford this season twice has been has his goals ruled out because of handball. Michael Antonio this season scored a goal and in the build-up to his goal, his, the ball touched his hand. But VR did not overturn the goal. Yet Marcus Rashford on that same day had his own goal disallowed. So these are the issues, consistency. And besides, VR decisions sometimes go in your favor and sometimes they go against you. You know, so some when they go against you, you moan. When they go in your favor, you breathe a sigh of relief. That's how I see it. So we're lucky that this time the goal. Or the decision went in our favor, and that sparked a that sparked uh, the uh, galvanized the team, and we went on to score the winning goal through Marcus Rashford, you know, which after good work from Alejandro Ganacho, 
So that was a great victory for us Man United fans and for Manchester United as a whole. Unfortunately, we did not build up uh, build on that victory against Crystal Palace um, and Arsenal as it were because we drew against Palace and lost to Arsenal. Against Crystal Palace, if we had held on, um, would have been would have been in the um, title race conversation. If we had won that game, would have been second, even though it would have been brief. Um, but at least, uh, even if we had lost to Arsenal, it, the the gap would not be as wide as it is right now. Basically, we. After that big victory over Manchester City, we failed to build on that victory and have thrown um, essentially four points um, or five points away, you know. So out of nine points, we only got four, which is not good enough for Manchester United. And so the game against Crystal Palace was disappointing. Um, it was a cheap free kick to give away. And again, overall, we failed to built on our first half performance against Crystal Palace. In the first half, we were very good. We created some decent chances um, and we scored a good goal through Bruno Fernandes against Crystal Palace, but we failed to to kill off the game and I and that is why that draw was very painful. It was almost like a defeat because if we had scored a second goal, we would um, that free kick by Michael Olise would have been um, academic, you know, but we failed to um, grab a second goal or create enough chances to grab a second goal. And so um, it was painful after Michael Olise equalized in stoppage time, you know. There was not enough time for us to try and get back a winner, even though Casemiro actually missed a chance to put us back ahead. but. He's not a striker and it was a difficult chance for him to uh, score even though it was an empty net. It wasn't uh, the ball didn't fall kindly for him. And I guess Arsenal, of course, we did very well in the first half especially. We went toe-to-toe with Arsenal. Uh, we played our game. Arsenal had a week of rest. We did not. We lost Casemiro um, and they had a full strength in Bahrain. Gabriel Jesus, who is not even prolific anyway. In Ketia, more than deputized well for Gabriel Jesus. We didn't have anybody who could fill in the gap left by Casemiro. So we faced a full strength Arsenal team. And we didn't have our best players. We didn't have we, we were struggling with Val Vegost um, being our point man and no Casemiro. You know, so we went toe-to-toe, we did very well, you know, and we grabbed the first goal through a great goal by Marcus Rashford. Um, unfortunately, Wambesaka um, switched off and allowed Inketia to nod or score from the back post and you know, give us now an equalizer. We didn't even make them work hard to get an equalizer. That was the painful uh, thing um, in that first half. You know, Arsenal didn't really have to wait long to get an equalizer. Just six minutes after scoring, they got their equalizer. Then, of course, Bukayo Saka scored a brilliant second for Arsenal. And we got back into the game as well, quickly. And um, I think at some point we tired. And I felt that Ten Hag in that game 
did not manage, manage the substitutions very well. Yes, our bench is not very strong, but I felt that we could have made good use of our bench. They could have brought Ganacho on much, much earlier. And um, we probably could have taken off Vergost or uh, taken off um, Anthony earlier. And uh, well, well, they took off Anthony, but I think we could have brought in Palestri. We could have brought in, you know, or done something to the midfield and kept our attacking threat, you know. But that was not the case um, with um, uh, on against Arsenal by Egton Hag. I think he didn't really manage the situation well because he didn't trust the substitutes and you can't blame him they are kids Elanga um Palestri um Ganacho you know the only people who were senior players were Fred and Maguire and Lindelof you know who and you were not you only brought them on to either to contain the game or to defend the league so that was the problem we had against um Arsenal, um, so it's we really need to. The club really needs to invest in in uh, in the summer and try and get players who will add depth to the squad. Players who will fill in the gap and will not miss the established players. You know that's what we really need. But that's a conversation for another day. Overall, we lost the game to Arsenal and Arsenal deserved that victory to be fair they scored in stoppage time we didn't have enough time to react to that uh, late goal and so we suffered a painful defeat to Arsenal and I hope we learn the lessons from it and you know maybe hopefully we'll meet Arsenal again sometime this season in the Cups and make them eat their wounds or I mean maybe have a revenge or have our revenge again after that painful defeat at the Emirates Stadium. So that's my take on those games that we lost and drew and we won. That's Man City, Crystal Palace and Arsenal. I just had to do a brief um, summary of those games. The main game was last night against Nottingham Forest at the City Ground and we won the game by three goals to nothing. Great goals from Marcus Rashford, uh, Val Vegas, and Bruno Fernandes. Marcus Rashford scoring a great solo goal. You know, the man in form, the man is on fire. 10 goals in 10. And a brilliant finish from Marcus again yesterday night. Um, the question now is can Marcus Rashford uh, continue to perform at this level um, consistently from now on? and not blow hot and cold. Right now he's on hot form. But is this just a purple patch? Or with this what is this what we are going to receive from Marcus Rashford um from many weeks or months to come? Not just after a while he now returns to the old Marcus Rashford of last season. Not well I won't say the old Marcus Rashford but the Marcus Rashford of last season. Marcus Rashford rightly last season got a lot of criticism for his performances. Five goals in throughout the whole season playing very poorly you know and I'm happy he has answered his critics I'm happy he's making us forget the debacle of last season and I'm hoping that 
he takes up um, this challenge and continues in his rhythm form. He needs to. He, of course, he's not. I don't think he's the finished article, and I don't. I think he can still improve in his overall play. His um, decision making. Um, he can improve on that. He can. I think he's quite good um, at shooting now. And uh, what now remains is when to pass or when to cross and when to shoot. I think that is the big challenge for Marcus Rashford. And I'm hoping that he will work it out and he'll be coached properly by Eric Ten Hag and his team uh, so that his performances can be a bit more consistent but i'm happy with his output 18 goals this season 10 in his last 10 games fantastic performance from rashford from rashford i believe he's getting his inspiration from Kylian mbappe but can he reach mbappe levels that is a big question and he has to answer that uh, question for us but for now we'll be enjoying his um, performances all round for manchester united so great one by Marcus Rashford and Val Vegost grabbed his uh, first goal for Manchester United. Um, his first goal in three games, which is good for any striker's confidence. And I'm happy he scored that goal. I'm hoping that um, um, with these games he's having, our team will begin to understand him much, much better. And our fullbacks and our wingers will play to his strengths, especially in the air. Um, I hope that um, players like Luke Shaw, Malasia, Dalot, Bruno Fernandes and uh, Anthony will will learn to um, put in good quality crosses into the 18-yard box for Vabregos to get on the end of and hopefully grab a couple of goals for Manchester United. Vabregos has a good scoring record in the Bundesliga and in the Dutch league. So hopefully he brings them into Manchester United. You know, um, he's that kind of player who will get you on the average one goal in two games. Okay, so we need to, if we can get a striker who can do that consistently, that would be great. Um, Anthony Marshall has the qualities to. Um, Anthony Marshall actually has um, fits into our system much much better than Valdvegos but we all know that Anthony Marshall is struggling for fitness and we can't just wait for Marshall to get his acts together and Valdvegos even though appears very quite slow and a bit clumsy appears to have good good hold up play not maybe not as good as Anthony Marshall's but he has some good up, a good hold up play and can is always going to be a threat from set pieces and from crosses as well. Uh, we've not been giving him too many crosses uh, in recent times. Uh, I guess Crystal Palace he had only one cross to deal with, and yesterday he had two crosses which were not properly um, laid for him on the platter, and so he struggled to get them on target. But I want to see more of that, more cross from Bruno, Rashford, um, Anthony, Luke Shaw or Malaysia, you know, so that um, he can grab a lot of goals. He's a very tall man and he's going to be a threat for for us 
especially in set plays. Um, so a third goal was scored by Bruno. Bruno has also been very criticized a lot this season, but in the last couple of weeks, especially after the World Cup, he has been in good form for Manchester United. He has been scoring and assisting, which is very good um, for us, Manchester United. And um, even though yesterday he didn't have his, he wasn't like he, he, uh, it wasn't like he was very outstanding yesterday. He worked hard. He was all over the place. He gave the ball a few times away and lost possession. Um, he placed his passes. But overall, he had a good game, a decent game, and he scored a brilliant goal after good work from Antonio Langa. And um, um, Facundo Pelestri. So I'm happy with uh, the performance of Bruno. Um, we are seeing less more from him and we are seeing much more productive output from Bruno Fernandes and Long Bay continue. He's one of our goal threats. He creates chances, he scores goals. After Rashford, I think he's the next in line um, in terms of our top scorer. So Bruno will always get you goals and assists. Um, Bruno, according to Opta, has scored 56 goals and has 44 assists in 155 appearances, which is outstanding for a midfielder, you know. So, um, I'm very pleased with Bruno's performance as well. So, overall, the team played very well, even though the first half, um, there was a spell where Nottingham Forest had um, a lot of chances and looked very dangerous. You know, they even had a goal ruled offside. Um, But I think... um, by and large, Manchester United were in control, especially in the second half. We were very dominant and um, we did very well and the result was well-deserved. Um, so I want to talk about the individual performances of some of our players. Um, David De Gea, I think he made one or two good saves in, in the game. He wasn't really very busy and wasn't really tested, but he had some good moments. And again, dropped a first-class performance for Manchester United. Nice one. Um, his passing has been good. His distribution has been good. All these people with agendas, with uh, uh, as regards personal from the bank, I don't know. Um, hopefully, Eric uh, will put an end to it and say he's not signing any goalkeeper and the job becomes his main man so that all this foolishness, you know, will cease. The job, yes, is not the prototype modern day goalkeeper that passes out from the back and does all this distribution stuff but it can be coached and we can see that DJ is doing these things of course he may not be perfect and he may not get perfection immediately but if he's doing these ball distributions and passing out of the back more regularly he will become very good at it eventually you know so we, the primary purpose of the goalkeeper is to stop goals from getting to the net, and I think he does that very well. You know, every other thing is uh, an extra, and I believe the judge should remain our number one, and should be should have his contract extended for many more years to come. In my opinion, in the defense, uh, Wan Bissaka had an average game. Um, defensively, he was good. Um, I guess Arsenal, it was his mistake that led Inketa to equalize. He, was, he switched over the back post and led, uh, led 
Iketa's come behind him and score. Um, but against Nottingham Forest, I think he did very well throughout defensively. Going forward, though, it was just okay. It wasn't too, you know, it wasn't too outstanding. He didn't. It wasn't very um, adventurous going forward. But I think he did his job. I think it's a theme with our fullbacks at Manchester United. Um, they're not very adventurous. I think they are risk adverse. Uh, don't want to lose um, uh, possession, or they don't want to be accused of giving the ball away. And therefore, you know, always look for the easy option. So I hope um, our fullbacks, Juan Bissaka, Diogo Dalot, Luke Shaw, um, uh, Lisandro Martinez, sorry, not Luke Martinez, um, Tariq Malasha, I beg your pardon, and our wingers, Bruno, Rashford, and Palestri and Anthony can deliver a lot of crosses for our attackers, you know. Um, but especially the, the full-backs, um, Malasha and Co. Rashford, I mean, um, Luke Shaw, Malasha, Wambisaka and Dalo, you know. So they should go be a bit more adventurous and go forward and deliver great crosses to our attackers. Alright, in the central defense, they were quite good together again. Lindelof and Martinez, I think they did very well. Um, um, I think, um, well, Lissandro Martinez won the man of the match in the game yesterday anyway, so and I think I agree with the decision for him to win man of the match. He was outstanding, um, had a lot of tackles, um, clearances. You know, I didn't even get booked. So that was great from um, Lissandro Martinez. Lindelof was, I think, uh, a bit shaky in the first half, maybe because he has been he's rusty. And he has not played a lot um, in recent times. He's been on the bench for a couple of weeks. So I think that is understandable if he was rusty. Um, so. I'm happy that um, Lindelof had some game time yesterday. I actually like the partnership of Lindelof and Martinez. If Varane is not available, Lindelof should be given the go-ahead and not Harry Maguire. I'm happy Harry Maguire is not being given um, any kind of special treatment like the way Rafranik and Ole gave him while playing rubbish. He still gets... um, you know, he still gets called up or he still gets playing time, you know, so there's no accountability for poor performances and that's the beauty of Ayrton Hag. He, he look every player who plays is playing based on merit and not because of reputation. Reputation has, is what has brought us to the level we, we were last season and I'm happy Ayrton Hag is letting people play because they deserve to be playing. So I'm happy with um, Lindelof and Martinez in defense. Um, they were shaking the first half together, but they were quite composed and outstanding in the second half. Um, in midfield, Casemiro, Bruno, and Ericsson, um, they all were guilty of losing possession and um, 
misplacing passes, especially Ericsson and Bruno. They missed a lot of passes and lost possession at dangerous areas. Even Casemiro too. Um, but I think Casemiro was the best of the three of them. But they were all guilty of losing possession or giving the ball away at awkward positions. You know, so... Uh, but overall, I think their performances were good, especially Casemiro and Bruno. Ericsson too did okay. He also had a shot that hit the crossbar in the second half. Um, so I think they did okay. Um, uh, I I I feel that um, we need another midfielder though um, as cover for either Ericsson or Bruno and. And even for uh, Casemiro as well, we need a defensive midfielder. If we had a defensive midfielder, a natural defensive midfielder playing, um, I guess Aston, maybe, maybe, just maybe, the result might have been different. Um, uh, McTominay and Fred are not natural defensive midfielders. They only come in as um, uh, central midfielders who, you know, who are being, um, they're supposed to be box box midfielders who are being converted to defensive midfielders. That's what I say about, um, that's what I say about uh, the way McTominay and Fred are being used. Okay, especially McTominay. So we need definitely at least one signing in midfield before they close the transfer window. And I hope we get one in even if it's on loan for the rest of the season because we've lost Donny van der Beek and we could easily lose any of our French midfielders to injury as well. And um, and of course, Bruno grabbed the 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 goal that sealed our, our place in the Carabao Cup final, even though in reality, we just have one foot in the final. And as like I said before, only a collapse of monumental proportions will, you know, will only a collapse of monumental proportions will allow Nottingham Forest to come back at Old Trafford and turn the tables. You know, so I don't see that happening. Uh, so I expect us to do the business um, um, at Old Trafford in the second leg next week. So. Um, in the attack, it was Anthony, Valvegos, and Marcus Rashford. I think um, we've spoken about all of them extensively. Um, Rashford, a man in form, a man on fire, who you know, who has been um, great for Manchester United, scoring his 18th goal of the season, and I'm quite happy about his performances. I hope that he'll be consistent, which is what we all want to see. You know, we need him to be consistent. And uh, if he's consistent, then Ballon d'Or will not be far from him. But if he's, if he returns to the inconsistent Marcus Rashford, then we'll have a problem because we don't have, we don't seem to have many goals uh, coming from other players. Hopefully, Bruno and Valvegos and maybe Anthony will step up to the plate. So, that's what I hope I'm hoping for. 
players like Anthony, um, Marcus Rashford, and Vargas step up to the plate and give their best um, for Manchester United going forward. Um, Anthony, I think yesterday he had a, a he had a good game, one of his best games. Um, even though he was still criticised by many United fans and people on social media. But I think he did very well. He had a good chance that was hit by Wayne Hennessy, and his shot, after a good combination between him and Casimiro, led to the call uh, with Valdrego scoring his first goal for Manchester United, you know, from the rebound. So, um, that was, um, that was, um, a great performance by Anthony, in my opinion, yesterday. Hopefully, we'll be seeing more of these kind of performances um, from him. He assisted the defense um, and also um, he also tracked back. That he helped Wambisaka to deal with the threats of the Nottingham Forest players, which is something that Marcus Rashford does not do. And um, Marcus Rashford can get away with it now because he scores a lot of goals. But uh, uh, he, uh, Anthony is not doing enough to, for now, he's not doing enough to justify him being uh, freed off um, defensive duties. So his overall play yesterday was great, and I hope he can build on that. But. Uh, Overall, our performances uh, were very good. Valdregost, um, Marcus Rashford, and Anthony, I think, have been uh, were outstanding yesterday, and I hope that and they will build up on this and score more goals together um, in the coming games. In our next game, we take on Reading, then we take on uh, Nottingham Forest again in the second leg of the. Carabao Cup at Wembley, um, I think in, in February ending. So, so basically that is my thoughts on this game. Um, I'm quite happy with the performance overall and I'm happy we won this game. So if you have any um, thoughts you like about this game please leave your message and i'll react to it on my next podcast so i want to thank you all for listening to this podcast sorry again for not reading podcasts of the previous games hopefully these uh, the issues i had or I encountered uh, will not repeat itself thank you so much um do have a great weekend and um, bye for now